My name is Matt Brown. Where the hell have you been? And let's start the show. a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. How are we doing on this Tuesday, July 20th, 2021? And yes, this is the 90th episode of this podcast. Thank you for having us get here. Before we get into the fun, don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And to check out all exclusive content regarding this show, go to ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And don't forget to check us out in the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast. We're on Twitter at ProdConvoPod. And we're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. So, yes... We are back a day later than anticipated, and we just had to push the show back one day due to a personal matter, but we're all good right now on this Tuesday, the 20th of July. Wow. In two weeks, it's already going to be August. We only have two weekends left in July. We have to make the most of it. I was gone for a week, pretty much. You know, last show was on Tuesday with Alex, and we're back a week later. And why is that? Because I was in the Jersey Shore hanging out with my family. We stayed at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino, and wow, right on the boardwalk. Really good time. Weather was great. I lost a lot of money, but we make it up in other ways besides that. It was not my, uh, you know, it was not my night the uh, night I went, which was Thursday, to actually gamble. I'm that once-every-other-time type of person at the casino, it seems. I could do really good one night at the casino and do pretty awful the next. So I'm an every-other type of guy, and, you know, we got to be in it to win it. But it was a lot of fun hanging out with the family. It really was great food, great weather, got to relax on the beach, you know, still got to keep out my workout schedule. I saw all the nice views and all the great people and culture down in AC, and it was a really good time. And uh, I even drove myself, and on Friday night, I drove straight from the Hard Rock Cafe to the to Yankee Stadium in the Bronx after paying a cheap um, fee of $45 to park where I parked in the 153rd Street garage. I saw a pretty awful Yankee game, but I had a great day hanging out with the, my buddies I went to the game with. And despite that loss on Friday when I thought, damn, we are in some shit, we win the next two, we win the series. Yes, four-game series turned into a third-game series, but we still won, even with our AAA lineup players coming in. But hey, they contributed, and we are appreciative of that. And we'll see where the Yankees are going as we stay locked into the Bombers and keeping the faith up there with the team. Let's go Yankees! Then before I knew it, I had a drive from the Bronx 
down the FDR, through the Holland Tunnel, and I was back in Jersey City hanging out with my crew over there. I literally went from Yankee Stadium to the Ashford Nightclub, and though I was pretty exhausted, I just showed up in my Yankee gear because, like, what's the point? Who am I trying to impress? I'm just there with the boys. And even I had a couple Yankee fans come talk to me, and I was talking with this really cool dude with hair as long as my shoulders, and we were just blowing out talking about the Yankees at a bar. Who needs to talk to pretty girls when you could talk baseball? I'm just kidding. I do not endorse that. But it was fun. It was a good time. Then we went out again on Saturday night. Then I had a very lovely Sunday afternoon, and now I'm here. Uh, we couldn't do the show on Sunday night because we had to take care of some things. But um, this is what we have for you today. we got to talk to you about the insanely entertaining event that took place Sunday night, which was the Money in the Bank not pay-per-view, but special event created by WWE, and it was off the charts. It really, really was. I mean, wow, what a great show. We had great comebacks. We had incredible matches. We had just a wild night of entertainment, and we're bringing back the great Ryan Page with us to go over this historic event, talking about Cena's return, talking about the new Mr. and Mrs. Money in the Bank winners, respectively. We talk about the championship matches, where the product is going, and what to expect for in SummerSlam, which is, you know, not that far away. What, about four or five weeks away? And it's going to be fucking awesome. They're going to do it from the stadium, uh, was it Alliance Stadium in Las Vegas, where the Raiders play. And yeah, this was quite the event to kick off SummerSlam season for good. So yes, on this, the 90th episode of the Productive Conversations podcast, Ryan Page is back to talk money in the bank with me so let's do it right now ryan page it is your turn once again let's get to it oh everybody you know what's great about wrestling that if you really give it a chance it can always entertain you and always give you a good time and if you're and if you don't think so well you're just ignorant and you suck but for the people willing to give this great entertainment platform a chance I think Money in the Bank 2021 would really make your money's worth and you'd really see what all us crazy wrestling fans love about the product. So having said that, once again on the show, great friend of the show, we have Ryan Page, also the co-host of the Tweet Cap, is here. And uh, Ryan, what's going on, man? First things first. I mean, first, yeah, how are you? How was your weekend? Everything good? I'm good. It was good. Yeah. No complaints. Excellent. So let's get to it right away, Ryan. Money in the Bank 2021. Huge wrestling events. Unfortunately, we don't have our Gen Zers. They have um, personal matters to take care of, but they'll join us for SummerSlam. So I just want to keep that in mind, Chefs Duran and AJ, but we'll see them in a month's time. But for the moment, right to put the Zillennial hat on that, I will do my best for you. (laughs) Yes, please throw in references. And and now (laughs) we're at a point where now they're slang words that we don't even know what they come from. We're the ones that are dictionarying it. But besides that, (laughs) besides whether you're a Gen Zer, a millennial, a Gen X, even a baby boomer, Last night's rest, or I should say two nights ago from today's wrestling event, Money in the Bank 2021. Before we get into specifics, 
What did you think of the event as a whole? As I explained, I think it was one insanely great show all in all. But that's my opinion. But I'd like to hear what you have to say. So uh, it was good. I thought like everything was good on it. Uh, had the ending not been the ending. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I think everybody saw that as one of the prop, one of the more probable endings mm-hmm. for the show. Um, I, I remember even texting you after the match. I mean, yeah, they had the Seth Rollins edge brawling. I said, John Cena's coming out within the next minute. Otherwise, they severely missed it because it wasn't for first show back. It wasn't like must see like you and I like watching WWE wrestling. Right. Yes. So for us, this is great because we've seen some really, really we watched a match with zombies in it. So <laughs> it's better than that. Um but we watch anyway. So for us, the people who are probably going to watch most of the time anyway, this was really good. Like, you know, two thumbs up. But to really get people excited now that fans are back, they needed something big. And at the end, they got something big. I think they could have done more, uh, which we'll get into. But mm-hmm. the ending was great and all the matches are great. So I don't want to be like a negative dude right off the bat. Uh, because I thought it was great. I didn't, I wasn't upset about watching other than the men's money in the bank ladder match. And that wasn't their fault. That was <laughs> Peacock's fault. <laughs> Awful streamer. Um, but we'll get into that again. I'm sure too. For sure. But just, my, that was my two cents. My, my, my takeaway was really good. Somehow I still thought it could have used more. And I think there was more it could do, even if some of the, uh, like the fan ideas are maybe not going to happen anymore. And there's some rumors that you know, a couple people we thought would be around are not going to be around. I think there's still more they could have done last night that they didn't do. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, yes, throughout the uh, time we're on here, we'll definitely hit on those points. So having said that, let's go into the big story, a story mm-hmm. that was trending worldwide legitimately as of five minutes ago on Monday, the 19th, just under 24 hours after this happened, it is trending number five on YouTube, on all of YouTube. So, again, a legitimate big deal. And what is that? That is the 16-time world champion, the legitimate movie star, and obviously one of wrestling's biggest names of not only all time, but in the moment now. John Cena returns to Money in the Bank after what was an insane main event, which we'll get into right after we focus on this. But John Cena is back. And again, when ESPN and Bleacher Report actually report on it, then there's something to it. So, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, there was definitely rumors coming in that John Cena was coming back. Alas, for someone, for another person, for Roman to actually legitimately compete with despite it's your turn, whether it's your turn, Ray, it's your turn, Kevin Owens, it's your turn, uh, Edge. Now we have another legitimate threat, a big name who was not on WWE TV since last WrestleMania, and that wasn't even in front of fans. So pretty much almost close mm-hmm. to a year and a half without seeing John Cena in a full WWE arena. And now he's here. <coughs> and there were some rumors coming in that he actually booked a movie to start filming in August. And well, whether that's true or not, obviously they will accommodate. But yeah, I mean, as you said, the the convo 
me and Ryan were talking and saying like, oh, where's John Cena was Ryan's exact quote as we were waiting patiently as WWE gets its great pause. Like, okay, so there's obviously going to happen. I don't think they want to end the show with Roman saying, acknowledge me. But hey, even if you did see it coming, once you heard that iconic, literally there's iconic music, you definitely were excited and chills and you didn't care at that moment, whether you expect it or not, it was still pretty awesome. And it was great also not hearing John Cena sucks following that song scene then. Well, well, those are, uh, you know, losers. But at this point, it's almost like the Kurt Angle sucks, like the You Suck chant. Yeah. I think people just say it because it's a fun way for them to get on TV. Exactly. I don't think anyone actually is upset that John Cena's back. I think everyone is very happy, especially we'll talk about Bobby Lashley later Mm -hmm. um, compared to who they could be doing. (laughs) People are happy. It's John Cena. Exactly. But all in all, it was an exciting moment again for anybody to be entertained. Uh, And uh, it was a lot of fun. I was uh, legitimately hyped while I was watching it last night on my phone and uh, it was sweet. Ryan, what was the experience like for you? Yeah. I mean, I was surprised that he got, I mean, I'm not, that's not true. I take that back. I was interested to see how people would react just because, you know, he did have the John Cena sucks, but everybody loved the Firefly Funhouse match. Yeah. Uh, from not last WrestleMania, but the one before it. So I think he, you know, and it was also very kind of self-deprecating. I mean, the whole match was centered around Cena's career and basically burying John Cena's career in a way or defeating mm-hmm. John Cena's career. Obviously, he's not buried. He's a 16-time world champion. But um, I would say that I was pleasantly surprised or pleasantly con- pleasantly confirmed because I guess I wasn't that surprised that mm-hmm. people were excited for John Cena. Uh, I still don't think it was louder than Edge's reaction, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I know at WrestleMania and no, no disrespect to Daniel Bryan. And also that was a great match and it worked out fine. But at WrestleMania, Edge had to do this weird kind of heel thing. And I, I don't know why that was. I don't know why fans were clamoring for another Daniel Bryan, you know, WrestleMania moment like that. Not that he shouldn't have one. He's great, but I don't know why fans didn't like Edge versus Roman Reigns solo. Um, I don't believe, I can't imagine that Daniel Bryan was the original WrestleMania plan, you know, for them. Uh, but the, in fairness, the fans booed Edge a little bit at Mania. He was playing the bad guy and they booed. So I was like, I hope they don't do that again <laughs> because, I mean, that's ridiculous. But no, it was a full crowd. Hasn't been live since WrestleMania or I guess since SmackDown, which he was also on. But, um, you know, they were they were very much pro edge. And, yeah, there was a couple of the older, you know, smarter. There's a lot of quotes there. Fans cheering for Roman Reigns, too. But I don't think it was an either or thing. I think it was a both. So Edge, I think, still took the biggest reaction of the night in front of the live fans. I mean, by Big E, Kofi, they all had a great reaction, too. But um, I think Edge still takes it for me. So interesting. You know, Cena is supposed to be the big surprise. And I think Edge was just, you know, Edge was what everybody wanted to see, which is awesome. But uh, Mm -hmm. again, well, I'm sure we'll talk about that actual match and that actual segment. So I won't get too much into it unless you want me to. Next one. We'll go. We'll focus on on Cena now and then right. After that, we'll focus on the main event from last night. Okay, so all right, fine. So I mean, I don't, I don't know. I think John Cena should have done something. I get he doesn't have to. I get John Cena showing up is newsworthy. I get John Cena looking at Roman Reigns. 
is newsworthy and we know it's newsworthy because the news covered it but uh, <laughs> from a story perspective and but by the way i mean i'm, I'm gonna out when we're f- recording this but that's fine kind of have to um raw is happening right now and so he came out tonight and challenged roman reigns officially he's back because he wants to be universal champion all that stuff and i i think that should have happened last night um and i think he should have got he probably should have taken a spear or a Superman punch last night from mm-hmm. an incensed Roman Reigns. And then he can still show up to Raw and still say he's back. And, you know, Roman thinks he's tough, but I'm John Cena and the fans are here. And I love the thing. He's done almost everything other than announcing that he was why he was back, which we already knew as soon as he came out during that match anyway. Um, but I really do think that needed to end on something. A l- I think it could have ended on something a little bit more uh, kind of hot. And I think yeah. that's probably what it would have been. Obviously, you don't want Cena to come out and attack necessarily. I mean, that'd be cool if he was like, you know, some sort of if there was like a Bray Wyatt fallout and he was kind of a little bit more aggressive, but they weren't really ever going to do that. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they need to. Cena is pretty much baked in who John Cena is. And he's going to be back for a long time. You don't want to play around with it. Um, so if he's only back for a little bit to do this program with Roman Reigns for the next, you know, six weeks, that's fine. Um, I think he should have got beat up. <laughs> Uh, or or maybe maybe have him beat up the Usos, you know, after an attempt to beat him up. There should have been some sort of physical altercation between John Cena and the Bloodline, I think, because it could have. Yeah, the show just kind of ended. Tonight. He went out, and it was a WWE yeah. Network exclusive to see. Right, and so like it could have been a uh, you know could have had. Now he could have come out tonight, you know, all fired up like he does Roman Reigns if he had been hit or some other, you know, and something else he could have come out all fired up. And I mean, Roman Reigns angry is basically the best part of his character. Um, either angry mm. at the Usos or angry at John Cena or whomever edge <laughs> just be a, having be having him be angry is always a pretty good, you know, segment for SmackDown. So I think that that was probably a missed opportunity, but again, it's also John Cena, right? 16 time world champ. The only person anyone thinks of when you say pro wrestling, realistically, I mean, you know, obviously older folks have different names, but talking our generation, we talk to people who don't watch wrestling, who are our age, and you say wrestling, they're almost always going to say John Cena, period. That's just who they're thinking of. Uh, With a couple of legitimate living legend at this point. Right. So he doesn't need to do anything. He certainly, you know, got attention just by showing up. And again, maybe he is filming a movie and they really don't want him to do a single thing except for the SummerSlam match to uh, <laughs> cut down on insurance costs. That's possible, too, that he's not going to not going to brawl. He's not going to touch gloves with anybody. He's not going to be at all involved in a physical altercation until SummerSlam. And he's good enough to build that match without touching anybody, without being a part of any actual matches or any kind of physical altercations. But if they're not doing it for insurance, I think they should have added you know, added some sort of spark right away, added some sort of, you know, attack or failed attack or something right away uh, to really, you know, get people like Cena's back and Roman's not happy. Uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But we'll see. We'll see what the story is because it started literally less than 24 hours ago. So, yes, who, who knows? My other question is, do you legitimately believe him when he says you know, this is the first time, not just the only time you think he's going to come back on a more frequent basis. I know you hit on it in your last answer, but if you want to elaborate on this as well, do you think he's more like an edge, you know, show up when it's absolutely more 
excuse me, show up when it's absolutely show up when it's absolutely necessary. Or do you think like, hey, maybe this is a second run of some sort? No, it's definitely not a second run. Um, I mean, I would say Edge, frankly, is wrestling more than some people. I, I would I would mm-hmm. be surprised if Cena even wrestles as much as Undertaker or Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Okay, so that I think type he's, of tier. I think it's going to be more like that. Like, you know, maybe for one of the big four pay-per-views, he'll do a run-in sort of thing. And then they'll book one big match. Uh, be interesting to see. Maybe I mean I don't know. Do a lot of movies film in the summer? Yes, right. Yeah, do a lot of movies all all year round, especially because I'm thinking when is the big. So when's the big release times for movies? Well, I mean, you know, you have your summer blockbusters, you have your award season fall. Well, he, he's not going to be in those, so we can, we can cross that <laughs> out. So assuming this is John Cena, who is in a, who's been in many. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's been in enough. He's pretty much an action star. Usually yeah. action movies come Kids, out in maybe. the summer. Kids movies too. I would think, you know, a year in advance, he's probably shooting something that is aiming towards a summer release, whether okay. for the theater or Netflix. But And this is, I have absolutely no idea what movie yeah, he's no, supposed to film. I knew he just, it was reported he booked something. Yeah. So I would say, based off of that, and I, I kind of agree with you, his movies are always going to come out in the summer. So maybe they're almost going to do a, a SummerSlam thing. I know they want SummerSlam to be bigger. Um, they want it to be more like, you know, WrestleMania. Instead of having yeah. one big show a year, and then, you know what I mean? They almost want to have, like, cut it in half. So they got a SummerSlam season and a WrestleMania season almost. I, I heard that. It's cool to evolve from where we, where we used to watch. Well, yeah. It was big, but it's not like, you know, they're playing in the yeah. brand new Las Vegas Raiders Stadium that it's not the did biggest not see party of the April. <laughs> exactly. You know the video that's from. But um oh, yes, great so, wall culture. And so yeah, I would say that it's totally possible they might kind of have him, you know, just do random kind of appearances. So he's like the Undertaker in the now, late, yeah, in like late, but spring. much younger, right? In like late spring, and then show up for a big main event match at SummerSlam, and then you know go off to film movies all fall. And then once his next movie comes out, he'll be in WWE to promote it. It'll be perfect <laughs> synergy right there. So I, I I would imagine that's the most he's willing to do. This could also, by the way, totally possible. This is literally a one-time thing. I know he said first time, not the only time, but it's very possible. This is the only time he doesn't lie to us. <laughs> Again, if he comes back three years from now, then he could say he didn't lie. And I think that's <laughs> equally likely that he goes away for the next three years as it is that he uh that he you know starts doing like a an undertaker schedule but he's definitely not doing edge i mean because edge will pop up you know edge did like three pay-per-views in a row yeah or tried to he got hurt that one time but uh, you know what i mean so mm-hmm. uh or um even brock lesnar did more than that so right. i don't think he'll i don't think he'll be like that i think he'll be less than that okay he's got he's got too much money wrapped up in other stuff he is and why we don't see family. the rock that's why we don't see The Rock anymore. <laughs> right. Because, <laughs> unfortunately, The Rock is in movies year-round, unlike yeah. John Cena. So The Rock can never come back. Same with Batista. That's why he retired. Mm-hmm. Probably. So, yeah, that's. I guess time will only tell with this, but for now, it is exciting. He did get her. Uh, he shaved his head. You got the classic, yep. as close as you can with the classic look as possible. While balding, correct? <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, it's just cool to see John Cena, man. I mean... Simple as that. He's a lot of fun. He's entertaining, good on the mic, legend for a reason. And, mm-hmm. you know, 
obviously amazing with kids and, you know, being a legitimate role model and seems pretty genuine. If you heard his interviews, I wonder how relevant that still is amazing with kids um, today, you know, like, do they it's look t- up could, to as much? Right. I mean, I like, don't know. He's, well, we he's were not kids, around. He was the WWE champion yeah. for the entire time, like pretty much our entire childhood was like him. And then whichever bad guy beat him for a month. And then, <laughs> so, you know, that's how I got to 16 so fast. So, you know, I wonder if that's still the same now that, you know, they had the shield guys kicking around at the top for a little bit. Brock Lesnar has been uh, not that, not that kids look up to Brock Lesnar per se, but Brock <laughs> Lesnar has been champion the majority of this time. Like, you know, Goldberg is like running an around angry, angry guy. Yeah. They've had a lot of heel champions. And they also haven't had a lot of like long-term face champions. So it could still be John Cena, but I just wonder yeah. if kids are like, you know, if kids still love the Cena merchandise and the Cena, this and the Cena that, or if there's someone else, I don't know. And I don't even know how you would check that. But mm. I'd just be curious to see if kids are still like really excited about John Cena all the time, or if it's more of like a just an almost like a nostalgia act. Is John Cena actually more geared toward us? <laughs> could I wonder. The I don't story know. coming into that, like every part of the story. No, I mean it could be, but I doubt they do that. I just mean like I mean when when Stone Cold comes out, we we didn't watch during Stone Cold. We, you know, I we talk about the. Zoomer versus Boomer versus Gen, uh, yeah. you know Gen Y, which is Millennial. But we really didn't watch in the '90s. Like we saw clips, and I know you watch your favorite wrestling and all that stuff, but we didn't watch The Rock really. Uh, we yeah. didn't watch Stone Cold really. We've seen clips, and we saw like the tail end maybe a little bit, but uh, right. like we were, you know, we were John Cena, Batista, Edge, Randy Orton. That's yeah, that we was the prime. So sure. you know, those people when they show up. We're like, oh, yeah, that guy's still doing it. Rey Mysterio, another one, although he's had a pretty long career. But, you know, Rey Mysterio is another one. Like, oh, yeah, Rey Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas, you know, the other people are there to get slightly older demographics. So I, I do wonder if John Cena is actu- isn't actually trying to appeal to, like, the 18 to 35-year-olds. Yeah, actually. I wonder. He is playing a very bad guy in uh, the new Fast 9 that's out in theaters right that's now. Too. Vin Diesel's brother. He's playing a heel character there. I, I guess, Ty, what's up? I, my gut says I do think there is still an audience out there for Cena. You saw the crowd shots. They were kids heights. Um, oh, yeah. So I guess we would just would one day when we have our Jamie, you know, Joe Rogan's Jamie say, Jamie, pull up the uh, make a wish numbers. Yeah, pull up the merchandise sales. <laughs> but soon, very soon we'll have that. But yeah, all in all, John of uh, Vince McMahon delivered in that sense and uh it's a cool story coming in and uh my all the very last question i have for this is do you think there's going to be a time obviously people are hyped for cena but well do you think there's a chance that these fans will start booing him and like okay that was a you gave us a nice moment no. two weeks ago but now we we don't like you anymore or do you think the only way that could happen hype? that only way that could happen is john cena had a wrestling match on monday night raw Friday Night SmackDown every week and made several appearances in NXT mm-hmm. and he won all those matches and they were against like the New Day. Any member of the New Day. <laughs> uh, if they were against like... God, it might just be the New Day. Um, uh, they probably want to see him beat Riddle. That would probably make people upset. People really like Riddle <laughs> right now. Uh, dude, if they want him to cheer forever, have Drew McIntyre step to him tonight 
and just have Cena destroy him because people were not happy about Drew McIntyre last night. Yes, we'll he definitely got, like, get on that. Probably too. the quietest cheer of all the big baby faces. He's supposed to be. He's supposed to be John Cena. <laughs> I mean, realistically speaking, yeah, he's the closest thing they have to to that to the you know the person they'll send to make a wish. The person that you know kids will buy the sword. They want to be a Scottish warrior. I mean, his character <laughs> sucks right now with these ridiculous Scottish folklore stories that he keeps adding himself into with the. And it started off okay, I guess, when he talked about like William Wallace and strategy, and then they've gotten more and more like outlandish. I think he, I think he, uh, I almost said broke kick. Uh, I think he, uh, Claymore kicked Nessie last week in his last story. Um, so it's just very like stereotypical Scottish, very silly. Um, so you want to get, if, if John Cena is here for us, and I don't know if he is, depends on who still likes him the most. Uh, yeah, honestly, just have him beat up like, Drew McIntyre and like, I don't know, John Morrison, <laughs> Seamus, maybe people like Seamus, I guess right now, but he's a bad guy. It's okay. Um, oh, oh, haven't beat up Jackson Riker. No one likes him either. <laughs> um, Okay, but bottom line, you do expect Josh Cena to this hype. Yeah, to, he's gonna to unless last. they unless they put him against someone like really hot, like if Keith Lee returns and gets beat up by John Cena, or if Finn Balor, who just came back last to, to the main roster last week, has his first match mm-hmm. and loses against John Cena, that will make fans upset, and they'll be like, "Oh my God, they're gonna bury everybody so John Cena can lose to Roman Reigns." Uh, so if they don't do that, he'll be fine. Exactly. Not saying they won't, by the way. They, they've done it before, but uh, I don't think they will. They don't need to. It's going to be interesting to see. So preceding that match, you had quite the main event. In my opinion, it started a bit slow. Then it really turned into really switched up to 100 after as the um, match progressed. Many near falls, crazy moves, explosions and, and barricades and, well, interference. And yeah, this really was quite a roller coaster of a match. But the main event Universal Championship, Roman Reigns first edge, delayed it, what, three months to when it was mm-hmm. supposed to. But uh, all I can say, it really was worth the hype and a clashing of generations. How do you feel about this, Ryan, with your boy Edge and how the match unfolded? I was good. I liked the whole thing. I don't think it was slow at all. I mean, I, mm-hmm. it was actually. So that's that's a lie. It was. Slow. <laughs> but um that's the way that they do it with Roman Reigns. I mean, Roman Reigns character is this, you know, he's very slow. A lot of people like, I think are skipping over that had old Roman Reigns wrestled like this. He would have been booed mercilessly, uh, but people <laughs> like the new Roman Reigns, like the yeah. new character. So they're willing to let these matches go. Uh, but he, I mean, he spends like, I don't even know, I'd say close to 50% of the match trash talking. I mean, right. you know, like grinding them down, you know, acknowledge me and all that stuff. Like that's the character. Look so, this bitch, Roman, I'm, you know, I'm yeah. choking now or stuff like that. Exactly. By the way, the, so, the match uh, clocked in at 33 minutes and 10 seconds. Yeah. And that's another thing about Roman matches. They're supposed to be they're the long fight. They always are now. <laughs> yeah. They were before, too, actually. But there used to be a long fight where Roman Reigns ran around for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And now he gets to breathe a little bit. Um but yeah, so when Roman Reigns, you know, tosses Edge out of the ring and then starts yelling at a kid in the front row, <laughs> some people hate that because there's nothing happening, really. But that's just how his matches are now. And most people really like it. So I didn't have a problem with that. Um, I'm a little surprised the Mysterios came out, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I thought that was too. Like, I get it. They lost the title to the Usos, which that's another thing. I'm sure we'll go over that. Mm-hmm. But um, on the pre show, but. 
I didn't think they would keep going, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, for I a second, think... I thought it was a solid interference, but hey, they kicked him out before they could really make yeah. an effect. Well, that and just again, now, uh, so are the Mysterios going to get a second? You know, I get get the rematch at SummerSlam. I kind of thought the Mysterios would take the next five weeks to break up. Isn't I, I would say Dominic versus Ray is a better match than the Usos versus the Mysterios at this point. Not that I mean, listen, they only have like one and a half tag teams, so I get why they might want to keep them. But no one, <laughs> no one watches WWE for tag teams anyway because outside of the New Day and the Usos, they don't have any, um, right. any real it's ones. And I mean, RK Bro, right? RK Bro. They could always challenge on the raw side if they're looking for something to do. That would be really cool to see them maybe even beat AJ and Omas. Um, and I honestly just don't put the SmackDown one on the show. Have the Usos just walk around with it. It makes them look more legit. Um, it makes them a bigger threat to uh, John Cena <laughs> if they've got those titles. Maybe even have John Cena and insert you know person like Biggie or whoever do a thing with them. I don't know. I don't know what you do. I don't think, I mean, they should, I don't know. SmackDown tag titles mean nothing. I would break up the Mysterios and have that match at SummerSlam. I think it's a bigger match, but I guess that's not what they're going to do. So is what it is. But yeah, surprised about the interference that they had, um, but it was good. I mean, I, in fairness, I saw the Seth one coming and I saw the Cena one coming. I didn't, I, I mean, I saw the Usos coming because obviously um, they, all, they always show up, but I didn't see the Mysterios coming out to take out the Usos actually. So yeah, I kind of thought the Usos would beat up Edge, Edge would still kick out and then, you know, spear both Usos into next week and then the match would continue. So the fact that they had the Mysterios do it was kind of fun. Uh, it gave me something that I wasn't expecting in a match that I pretty much knew how it was going to go from when it started. Right. But even in the match, it was still pretty thrilling. And, oh, yeah. No, uh, I had a couple of really good close, call, uh, yeah, close the, calls. Especially the kickouts. Like, mm-hmm. they were really close. Yep. Um, uh, by the way, did you notice the one botch where Roman broke out of a kickout when there wasn't a ref counting? And then yeah. he fell again? Only yep. for a very I close kickout. I did notice kickout. that. They even, I think Pat McAfee even called attention to it, uh, which <laughs> I'm sure, sure Vince really liked. Vince McMahon was probably pretty excited that their commentator made mention of it. But, uh, although Pat McAfee has been very good. So, oh, yeah. I don't think I think it'll be fine. And that major audience of his keeps flocking for Tommy. I could say is a semi wrestling fan now because his boy. I am curious to see how much that actually how much of that is real. How much of that sticks? I mean, yeah. I don't know any I don't know anyone who is like, man, I really like Michael Cole. <laughs> you know I mean? in the history of your life I, i'm not yeah i'm not saying it to be mean to michael cole by the way but i mean like who watches wrestling because they're co- someone they know commentates yeah other than like you know mrs mcafee like his mom <laughs> i could see that <laughs> but like what fan of somebody's like yep this yeah. guy i really like you know even in all sports too like we don't no, really go right. to in all sports no one's like no one's like, well, I really hate baseball, but I really like, I don't even know who's a baseball announcer. I can't even name one. But, um, I really like so-and-so. He announces for the Yankees. So I watch yeah. every Yankee game. You know what I mean? That would be that would be insane to think someone would do that. So I can't imagine there's that many people who are watching because of Pat McAfee, realistically. Mm-hmm. But he is someone that other people know and like care about. Yeah. Like Barstool, ESPN. So, you know, legitimate sports news. Yeah. So he is someone that can probably get an interview and then can talk about wrestling on oh, yeah. those sites to try and find real fans 
in the process yeah, or at the very least to just kind of build a profile, you know, make it feel more important, even if the numbers don't change very much. So mm-hmm. he's definitely still helpful like because he oh, has yeah. those connections and he is still popular. You know, like, I don't know, Barstool doesn't do a lot of wrestling. I'm sure Barstool would sit down with Pat McAfee to talk about what he's doing on Raw, on SmackDown. Rather. Exactly. McAfee you know I mean? was once an employee of Barstool and left to do his own thing. Yes, yeah, I'm saying. Back so, the show. But, he's got yeah. those connects, which I'm sure. And I mean, Jimmy Smith, to a lesser extent, same thing. Mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, time will tell. But hey, I mean, this his, his stream gets average 100,000 viewers a day. And then, you know, his show is McAfee. 10 million YouTube, uh, 10 million downloads daily. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it shows also simulcast and serious. So he does help. He does help. And, uh, right. still he's does got the schedule. For he's him, got reach. So. They just got to use him. Exactly. So, but it was his funny call when Michael Cole's like, Cena's here. And then Pat says, where? Where is he? Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> that was really good, actually. <laughs> but, Later. you know, <laughs> back to the uh, edge and rolling match like yeah it was uh tensions were high did you think you know like seth interferes and he did that interview twice for him to to you know put the um put the on put the nail in the coffin but all in all i mean the match was really good as you mentioned yeah. the false finishes the it saved moves i mean um, besides the one botch, which was, you know, made up for later, it, it was a great match all in all. And you got to give credit, even though even the matches are lo- longer, Roman is pull- putting out some great matches and ending the show oh, is mean, all yeah, right. Loves him. So, yeah. I mean, now you get to see what he does with Cena if we get a 45 minute or. <laughs> I mean, they have to. I know. I, I hope they don't go the wrong way with it. I hope they don't try and. I mean, Roman Reigns is already Thanos, really. He yeah, <laughs> he's got he's got the glove. Like, he's he's just such a big bad guy. What they should do is have Cena take it to him and then have Roman win. Like have them really just kick the hell out of each other. I hope they don't try and do like a uh, Bobby Lashley, a Braun, uh, Jesus, a Brock Lesnar thing when the whole mm-hmm. Suplex City thing arrived. Um, I wouldn't like that. Now, if it was Bobby Lashley versus John Cena. 100%. And we'll get to Bobby Lashley. And when we do, they should still do that. But they should not do that. Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns won't look any better doing that. <laughs> He'll look much better if he puts on a classic with John Cena. He needs a classic. He doesn't need to be built. Cena doesn't need to be built. This is, you know, a yeah, dream right. match that they just need to absolutely, you know, hammer in. And they don't need to worry about don't worry about the end. Don't worry about who looks like what at the end, because if they have a good match, everyone's going to look exactly like they need to at the end. Um, So don't try and overbook or overthink your booking for their match. I would say that would be my thing. Maybe even take the Usos out beforehand. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like make them explicitly, explicitly show the Usos getting taken out of the arena. Don't make it a weird surprise. Don't have them show up, you know, in street clothes or whatever, come out from under the ring. It might even be smart to just get rid of the Usos for that match. I mean, you can still be on the card earlier, but take them out. Yes. Make it all Cena, Roman, yeah. Amano, Imano. And then, you know, have, um, I don't know if you watched Paul Heyman during the uh, CM Punk Undertaker WrestleMania match. That's how Paul Heyman should look. That uh, nerv- if you could that ner- nervous the entire time. <laughs> okay, cool. So legitimately nervous. Yeah, it's been a long time since I time. saw that match, yeah. but he, you know. I mean, he was great. I mean, I, I think Paul Heyman is a tad bit overrated. 
now. Not that he's mm-hmm. not great. I mean, he's better than any of the newer managers they've had, but I don't think he's, he's a little bit overrated. They're putting him with really talented people. So he's not really helping anybody. He's just an extra layer, but right. when he does it right. Like I said, with this CM Punk Undertaker match, every time it looked like he was going to win, I mean, it was a little bit inverse because CM Punk was the underdog in a, in a way. So when CM Punk really looked like he had it, like Heyman was, looked like he was about to blow his mind with with ecstatic yeah. because he's, he's like, oh my God, CM Punk's going to win. CM Punk's going to win. And then every single time CM Punk kicked out, he looked like he genuinely had to like <laughs> calm his heart palpitations. <laughs> uh, it was very good. Um, and so it should be like that. He should be, basically, he should have no clue what's going to happen. He knows the Usos are coming out, so he's nervous. And every time Roman hits a big move, he should lose it. And every time Roman gets destroyed, he should lose it. Um, so I think that's what it should be. It should be the three of them, singles match for the title. No extra bells and whistles. Just, you know, go for it. Yeah, I think I can, you could definitely trust that the performers involved will provide yep. that. But anything else let, um, left on uh, anything else that hasn't been said regarding Edge and Roman. I mean, yeah, Edge really looked like his old self. And I mean, somewhere mm-hmm. Jager and pause. And well, we're clearly getting Seth and Edge for SummerSlam. Yeah. You think? And um, <laughs> we'll hit that when we talk about what we expect at the end of the show. We'll mm-hmm. see where these storylines are going. But um, yeah, really great, really great TV all in all. I will save the main event now. You mentioned Bobby Lashley. So why don't we hit on that? Who, you know, we really thought there was a good chance that he'd lose at, at um, WrestleMania. And yet he's still here rocking and rolling. I predicted he would win. Yes, but I'm saying in the general sphere. I won two and a half dollars from the uh, <laughs> DraftKings sports oh, bet. On you that, only so. had a little higher wages. Huh? You can't. It's like it's, it's a set thing. They have like 25 thousand dollars in a pool or whatever oh yeah, yeah and everybody who gets a certain number right gets a share of that <laughs> so you end up with like you know 80 cents but whatever <laughs> it's mostly for fun mostly to see if i'm right cool cool but i got but, that one right but anyways in a general sphere though um i don't people may not have thought lashley would be this song but yeah him as the heel and like would you consider this match a squash per se i mean he did pretty much pretty much a seven minute squash beat the shit out of him and made him tap and uh you feel for kofi man getting these opportunities just get squashed in the big and most important matches i don't know i wouldn't have done that only because of what they ended up doing in the men's match i think it's better no matter what direction they go in Mm -hmm. it's better for kofi kingston to look like a main eventer once Big E hits the main event, and he's officially there with that briefcase now. Yeah. Um, and it's better for Woods, by the way, if Kofi looks like a main eventer because Woods is still tied to Kofi more than right. more so than Big E. So I would say that the three of them are better off with both of them looking strong, and he doesn't look particularly strong. Now, tonight on Raw, I haven't seen anything yet. I mean, they're doing a Symphony of Destruction match with... Elias and Jackson Riker right now. So <laughs> couldn't care less. But um <laughs> but I would say that they could fix it tonight or not fix it, but kind of play off it tonight. But I would have given him a more realistic shot at winning than he clearly had. Uh, yeah, I would have huh. given him a lot more of a match than he clearly had. Um I mean, did the main event need to be 33 minutes? Couldn't have been, you know, like 28 minutes. Give Kofi a few more. Yeah, right. Maybe one or two more real, like real looks at Trouble in Paradise. I don't know. Not, not for me to say. I mean, the right, the right person won because I think that 
unless Biggie's cashing in at you know ahead of time for them to market at SummerSlam, there's no reason for Kofi to go in as the champ. Um, mm-hmm. So and he's not going to. But I do think this was good. It just wish this wasn't the squash. I wish the next one, the SummerSlam match, and hope they can still do it. But that's the one that needs to be a squash uh, for literally a, a multitude of reasons. Bobby Lashley needs to destroy his opponent at SummerSlam. He should probably open the show actually, because it's not going to be the main event. It shouldn't even, they shouldn't even tease it as the main event. He should kick off the show and just lay an absolute, you know, beat down mm-hmm. on his opponent. Now, and that's where we're, that's all the speculation. Now what is happening with Lashley's, who's his opponent, who is uh, Lashley's Goldberg. opponent going to be? It uh, is. Goldberg. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Brock Lesnar's not doing it. So we'll just get the the next yeah. best thing. <laughs> well, uh, no, we'll get the next oldest thing. The next um, oldest thing. Okay, so you're going to bring Goldberg in, uh, assuming speculation's true. Yeah, well, so tonight they're, they've, so we know Goldberg is on Raw tonight. We also, they just announced that the almighty Bobby Lashley's having an open challenge tonight. Now, Kofi is probably who will accept it. I don't think Goldberg will accept it because it's okay. not a challenge. But somewhere in that, match uh goldberg will come out and do his okay. appearance tonight I, i'm almost positive now who knows i could be wrong but that would be my assumption is somewhere either right after or toward the end there'll be some sort of shenanigans and goldberg will come out he'll probably spear mvp or whatever <laughs> hopefully he doesn't jackhammer anybody because you know he's not For very safety good at reasons. it <laughs> right um but yeah that's why i assume it's gonna happen and like i said his matches aren't very good anymore. He's really mostly an entrance at this point. And I say this <laughs> that at 50 years old, he could destroy me probably legitimately. So I'm not saying it like, I think I could do better, but I'm also not going to be one of the main events of SummerSlam. So I don't have to, but um, no, he he's pro- he's not a very good match. Uh, he's also a dangerous match. Uh, we've seen it a couple times now. He's, you know, almost legitimately taking a few people out. Oh, Jackson Riker won. So that's horrific. Horrific. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so I would say that they have him come out and do almost like what Goldberg did to Brock Lesnar. Right. Mm-hmm. That could even be a way to set up the Brock Lesnar thing later down the road. Have him just get, you know, hit the spear immediately. Right. Then Bobby hits like six more. And then I don't make up a new finisher and hit that. Um, but he should just destroy Goldberg. That shouldn't be really much of a match at all. Um, and if Goldberg isn't okay with that, and I know they won't listen to me, but if WWE would ever hear this, if he's not okay with that, don't, don't put him on the show. Yeah. <laughs> like let it be Kofi again. Everyone wants to see Kofi more than Goldberg. A hundred percent of people want to see Kofi Kingston over Goldberg. I get for advertising for people who have never watched the show. Goldberg's the bigger name. But those people are not going to watch anyway, realistically speaking. Sorry to break that to anybody. Um, so blah, blah, I get it. Blah, blah. They're going to want to get lapsed fans. So they're going to put Goldberg in there, which is fine. But you've got to kill Goldberg. I mean, bury him dead. Yes. <laughs> uh, Goldberg's last match. <laughs> his legit, even though this is, would be his 15th last match. And it would help year. Bobby Lashley a lot, by the way. Yeah. I'm not even just saying this because I don't like Goldberg. Like, could you imagine destroying Goldberg? It would be awesome. And yeah, no, Lashley he's the undestroyable one. And Lashley is still in a place, I think, where that could help. I mean, I only know what I know as a fan. I'm not, you know, speaking from any real experience as a booker or anything, but I think Lashley is like 
right now Lashley feels almost like a slight variation on the Roman Reigns character. Like the Hurt Business is gone, but he's still got MVP and he's still kind of got like the Hurt Business vibe. But yeah, right. He just feels he doesn't feel quite as dangerous to Roman Reigns. And mostly that's not his fault. That's mostly because Roman Reigns is already like a six time world champ or whatever he is. Um, yeah. From his previous run, Roman Reigns is part of the Shield, which is the best faction in the last two decades, probably, or at least the last decade. So, I mean, Roman Reigns has got a lot of marquee credentials. Like, people know Roman Reigns. They know he's a big deal because he's been a big deal for a very long time. Bobby Lashley, I mean, Bobby Lashley had three men dress up as his sister. Um, oh, and he uh, stole Rusev's real life wife, Lana. <laughs> Those were his big accomplishments until he became champ. So um, I would say that Lashley could still use a squash over a legend, like where which whereas Roman doing that to John Cena would just make both of them look silly. Lashley wouldn't look silly; he would look more dangerous. Yeah, and uh, you know he squashed someone who's never been squashed before, not that I know of. So no, yeah, Goldberg has always had, always been a little protected. So I would say that needs to happen. But there's not much more to say about the match itself. It was seven minutes long, should have been longer. I feel bad for Kofi, but I mean realistically, they want they want a match that they can you know market on ESPN. And Bobby Lashley Goldberg is that match. Bobby Lashley Kofi Kingston or even Kofi Kingston Goldberg isn't that match. Well, I mean, all in all, I think it's somehow some way this is going to all pan out. But again, especially, you know, by time this goes up on the air, we will not know the results of Raw, but I'm sure it will dictate where things go from there. But all in all, that's Mm -hmm. why you all need to tune in for the SummerSlam pod just about a month from today and see where our great opinions have led us. And having said that, let's switch it up for the female side of things. Sure. We have Nikki Cross. That's wrong. Nikki. Or Nikki A-S-H. A-S-H. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> okay, whatever. Nikki Cross, Nikki A-S-H, a female named Nikki, whose real name, according to this, is Nicola Glenn Cross. So we'll say Nicola Glenn Cross and her Nikki Cross, Nikki A-S-H, is Miss Money in the Bank. Another Scottish person actually defeated Alexa Bliss. Uh, I always mess it up. Uh, Asuka, Asuka? Liv Morgan. Okay, didn't mess it up. Liv Morgan, Naomi, Natalia, Tamina, Zelina Vega. She wins it in her superhero gear. How do we feel about this? Did you see this one coming? I thought maybe Alexa Bliss would uh, win and uh, continue her freakiness with the briefcase but nope we have a real hero within us in nikki ash when we have an almost hero within us so but, um maybe maybe finally the superhero gimmicks giving people a chance i don't know <laughs> but what do you think about this ryan i mean i don't necessarily understand it. i think people like nikki cross she she got cheered um, which a few weeks ago I wouldn't have predicted uh, when she was doing all of her matches with uh, Ray Ripley and Charlotte on their in the lead up to their match at Backlash. Sorry, WrestleMania Backlash. But um, <laughs> so I do think that that's good. Uh, you know, people are into it and it's kind of fun. I mean, I like Alexa. I think I might be the only person on the planet who still says that openly. Um, I think you're right. It could have been interesting because she can appear out of anywhere 
anyway with her supernatural gimmick. So add the money in the bank to the fact that she could be anywhere at any time, I think would be super interesting, but they clearly don't see her there. They don't know what to do, which doesn't make sense to me how they don't know what to do. Just do what worked with the fiend. It's that character. Very, like very openly. It's that character. Remember she showed up and beat the fiend essentially. I know Randy Orton did the actual pin, but like, it's not rocket science. What this is supposed to be. The fiend is Mm -hmm. taking some time off or quitting or doing whatever the fiend is doing. I have no idea what's going on with, with Bray Wyatt. Um, but this is clearly them saying, well, we're not willing to give it up just yet. And Alexa's kind of around. So let's just do it with Alexa, but they haven't done any of the things that worked with the fiend with Alexa. So I kind of figured that it was probably going to be like, I thought it could be Zelina Vega because she just came back. Maybe they told her that she'd win to get her to come back. <laughs> like I, I honestly had no idea. I, I almost couldn't care less. I hate to say that. And then the Oscar I always love, but the, she won last time. So they weren't going to give it to Oscar. Um, oh man. Not doing the double back to back like they did with punk. Yeah, no, they're not going to do the double for Asuka. Asuka will win the championship when someone in the main four loses, you know, has to take time off. So when Charlotte gets married, Asuka will be champ again. Um, But I I will say I think the best way, the only way this works out well for – for Nikki Ash or it's just not Ash though, which is really annoying because Nikki Ash is not a horrible name. I, I guess it sounds a little bit like, you know, ass, but whatever. <laughs> they had a Mr. Ass for a while. So. Um, but Nikki A-S-H. Um, the, like she's not going to be winning the championship. The best case scenario is if a heel not named Charlotte, probably. I doubt they do this with Charlotte. Though it'd be very interesting if they did. Money in the bank briefcase and a title? No, no. I mean, having her beat Charlotte. So the best case scenario for Nikki, in my opinion, with this gimmick is it's the hurricane, but she wins matches. (laughs) What a a, a concept. (laughs) So the hurricane never won any real matches besides one notable one, which is where I'm getting my idea from. (laughs) She'll win a few more than that because there's not that many women on the roster. But the best case scenario is if they make, I would say it shouldn't be Charlotte, but it could be Charlotte, but like Charlotte or Sasha, or if they build like Shayna or Naya to be champ somehow on one of the shows, um, if they get something like that happening where they're the women's champ on one of the particular shows and they are just constantly, constantly big leaguing Nikki and Nikki just constantly gets back up there and, you know, says, mm-hmm. I'm not scared of you. We work really good with Naya, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, but Charlotte would be closer to the comparable to the rock and hurricane. And then, you know, cash in <laughs> ahead of time. So don't do a, a salty, you know, a secret salty cash in after they've had a big match. Have Nikki, you know, she's almost a superhero. She doesn't need to cheat. She cashes in ahead of time on like a random SmackDown. And maybe there's a distraction. Maybe not, but quick roll up one, two, three, Nikki Ash wins her cash in and becomes women's champ. We'll lose it the next pay-per-view, but, <laughs> but that's probably the best case scenario for this character. I don't see this character being an actual like women's champ with like a title reign that people care about. Like uh, when Otis technically won. Well, Otis didn't even cash in. 
he lost the briefcase <laughs> in the lunchbox and his girlfriend. It just have a lot of losses back to back. But uh, I think she should win the title. But it's got to be it's almost got to be to further another story, kind of like with Rock and Hurricane. Um, maybe if it is Charlotte, maybe have a Charlotte like Sasha thing. Right. Have there. Mm-hmm. That's the big match. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, Charlotte gets too big for her, uh, gets too big for herself. And uh, Nikki steals it. And then again, at the next pay-per-view, one of the two actual superstars has to win the match to, to take the title back and to continue that story. But um, yeah, that would, it, it'd almost be for a cheap little pop, for a cheap little, you know, like homage to an old gimmick that, or to an old segment that people really liked. But there's no real like future for Nikki as a superhero to be champ in the women's division tag team champ, maybe with the right partner. But uh, I mean, again, strong hurricane vibes, you know, hurricane had some success in teams and things like that, but world champ, the hurricane was not. And I don't see Nikki as being world champ either. No chance that a returning Becky Lynch takes it. Yes or no. Takes the briefcase. Yeah. They make her a little mean, wouldn't it? Hey, surprise, surprise. Right. I think you're mean. I mean, people won't boo Becky ever, but I don't think Becky should even show up on Raw. So, okay, okay. So I guess uh, like a good wild card. Becky versus Bianca should be SummerSlam. Mm. I know everyone's like Becky Charlotte, and Charlotte's got a coronation tonight, by the way. So one of two things will happen: Nikki Ash will do exactly what I just said and steal the title from Charlotte, or um, or Becky will come tonight in front of fans and be like, "I'm back and I want my title back." But I really think that that should be Sasha, mm-hmm. Sasha Charlotte for Raw, um, and then have face versus face Becky Bianca. Becky comes back and says, "You know." Nice job, you know, bright future. But, you know, I lost however, you know, I lost a whole year of my career and I want my title back. I want to be world champ again. Or maybe even the other way around. She comes out and Bianca challenges her, says, I've got the world championship and I want to beat the best. I want to beat the man so I can be the man I want. Becky Lynch, something like that. All right. Something simple. Don't turn anyone heel. No reason to do that. No one has to be a bad guy. We can cheer for everyone. But Charlotte versus Becky, they love to do it. But I've seen that match 180 times, and I don't watch all of the those matches. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I've seen it a million times means that people who watch more than me have seen it two million times. Yes. You don't need to see it again. Give us something interesting. Not when Sasha is a fresh match. <laughs> so you had Charlotte Flair and the reign of Rhea Ripley last night. Ryan, you said before, not on the show, but to me privately, that um, Rhea just didn't have it as champion. And I guess that may have led to the booking decisions. Do you feel that's an accurate statement? Do you feel the match is good enough and that she just fell short? How do you feel about the result of this match and what it's going to lead to long term? Oh, it's the right choice. Uh, Rhea wasn't, they weren't writing Rhea correctly. They sort of this with Paige, remember back in the day? Yes. Uh, Paige did a little better, obviously. And Paige, Paige had, and this is not really a benefit. It's a benefit for Paige, maybe personally, but not for fans. Paige didn't have very many, very many actual people to compete with <laughs> when no, she debuted. She um, and she won the title on her debut. And I know Rhea debuted and then won the title, but not really. She debuted to win the title at WrestleMania. Like she showed up 
to be in that story. So I, I'm counting it as very similar. Again, it wasn't the same day like Paige, but it was the same kind of vibe. You know, this NXT champ, former NXT champ, showed up, big deal, got a got a title match and won it. So now very young, and now they're champ. Didn't work. Didn't really work that well with Paige, to be honest with you. People were like, who is Paige? Why is she Divas champ? When and it that's looks the like a brat stall, uh, the belt, which is the one. Well, yeah, back when the title was said. horrendous looking. Correct. Not that they're better now. They're better now, but they're not good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I would say that Rhea needs to feud with someone else. Could be Alexa. Could be, I don't know. Uh, probably has to be Alexa. I don't think anybody else would make sense. Um, can't be Asuka. They already did that. But Rhea needs a story that has nothing to do with the world title. I know I say world title. I, of course, mean the, the, the women's world title. Um, just something. Because mm-hmm. the character was, I won a match at WrestleMania, which, I mean, so did Snooki. <laughs> so, and Bad Bunny. I, it, well, yeah, Bad Bunny did well, though. But, um, <laughs> but no, it's not like, it's not so, yeah, it's not like Ray is not really talented. Like NXT, she was awesome. And I mean, she still has good matches. It's just no one cared that she was the champ at all. I didn't. Uh, mm-hmm. And I mean, to beat Asuka, and that's fine. Asuka at this point is pretty much there to lose to people like Rhea to oh, make man. them look more legit. Yeah. But um, even though she looked more legit by beating Asuka, that was really it. And I think Charlotte always feels like a champ. I mean, and she's a heel, so who cares if they boo? They're going to boo anyway. Um, but she always feels like a champ, so it makes sense. They're like, yeah, we got to start fresh, especially for SummerSlam. Like, if Rhea was hot, like Bianca is, like hot in terms of, like, you know, her yeah, has know, momentum. crowd reaction, yeah, um, then absolutely find someone, you know, a Becky Lynch or a Sasha or a Lita or whoever, Beth Phoenix, yeah. I don't care. Bring them <laughs> back, bring them in, have them fight with the new person. That's always the better option to have a newer star facing off against a more established star to build, build credibility. But even if they put, they could have had the freaking uh, May Young come back from the dead and that still oh, match yeah. still would have had no heat <laughs> behind it because Rhea, no one cared. Actually, that's not true. If they got May Young to come back from the dead for a wrestling match, that would be interesting, but nobody would care about Ray at that point. It'd just be to see how Mae Young did as a zombie. Uh, <laughs> Undertaker did quite well as a zombie. So, you know, there's some precedent there. But, um, yeah, nobody cared about Ray as champ. So there's no reason to keep her around for SummerSlam to fight for the title. Now, if they've got room, and they should, it's supposed to be the biggest match of the summer or biggest show of the summer. She should still be fighting somewhere. Get a tag team partner again, maybe do an Alexa thing but it just shouldn't be for the title. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I guess maybe this could be a factor for hover age pop prop, but pro, sorry, this could be a factor for her young age, possibly like, nah. you know, Randy Orton won very young at 24. Then they just, and his career it off didn't after. take off at all. So I don't know. Maybe this could be similar fate, but again, that was a joke, by the way, another thing will, uh, <laughs> time will tell with that. So, uh, one of the things I also wanted to hit on was you hit on it a bit, but um, just to go back to it, just so we officially hit on this match was the Usos winning. You said it, you know, earlier today, 
it's ironic. You know, it's sad that earlier in the coming weeks to prior to this match, you had Jay Uso have a DUI. Jimmy. And he or sorry, Jimmy Uso um, get charged with the DUI, but then he gets rewarded with a WWE tag team title. What's up with that? I mean, things are going differently and hopefully things are better. And there are some weird allegations that have been and rumors been thrown out there regarding him and his relationship. But um, all in all, Usos did win again. Now you have more um, gold around with the tribal chief and his minions and Paul Heyman. But, you know, for what was somewhat somewhat interesting tag team in the Mysterios and now dropping to the Usos. Um, again, you hit on it a little bit before, but is there anything else to add with that specifically, you think? Do you think this is going to, you know, like how Evolution had all the gold at one point? Is this an, uh, an example of that? Do you think this is going to be a long-term thing? I think um, what do you th- they think it's an example of that. I think in their mind, this is that. Mm-hmm. But the SmackDown Tag Team Championships mean less than the Raw Tag Team Championships, which mean nothing. The Raw Tag Team Championships were to make sure AJ Styles got to wrestle at WrestleMania. That's the only reason that they had that match was because AJ (laughs) Styles needed a match. So, and I guess Omos needed a debut. So two birds, one stone. But um, yeah, no, it means nothing. So in their mind, yeah, they're like, oh, Roman's champ, Uso's champ, they got all the gold. But no one cares about the tag team titles. So, I mean, it's only marginally different Um, in terms of what happened with Jimmy Uso. I mean, I don't like the public punishment thing that they do sometimes in WWE where they're like, oh, you did a bad thing privately. We're going to make you look stupid on TV because of that. There was some bad. Um, I don't like that. But I mean, it didn't have to be public for there to be some sort of reprimand. And if you won the title, there certainly was no private reprimand. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Hopefully, again, maybe part of the Cena story, you know, they attack and Cena dis- destroys Anuso. You know, if they do that, hopefully it's Jimmy. Hopefully, you know, he can maybe take some glasses or, you know, talk to someone. This is the third time this has happened. So it's not like, you know, he, he made a mistake once or twice. I mean, I, it's actually very much he made a mistake three times. Um, but it stops becoming a, a mistake in the truest sense of the word when it happens three times. So, yeah, I hope that they find a way to, you know, get to the bottom of what's going on and help Jimmy Uso. Because, I mean, obviously, it's dangerous, not just for himself but for others and you just don't want that sort of thing to happen you know or you don't want the worst that could happen to happen um so hopefully they find a way to give jimmy some time off tv to work on it and i mean if he doesn't want to work on it well then unfortunately you're gonna have to figure out something else Mm because it might it might look bad to have to change your roman reigns bloodline story because uh you know jimmy so needs to be written off TV and they didn't have plans for that. It'll look a lot, lot worse for the bloodline if they kill someone in real life. So, cause they won't be able to work their way out of that. For sure. You know, there's no amount of, there's no amount of tag team championships that Jimmy Osu can win. If um, God forbid he, you know, kills himself or someone else after drinking and driving. Yeah. So hopefully they figure it out and uh, they get him some help or see what happened to maybe try and 
remedy that situation. I would say for everyone who's somehow involved Naomi in this, that's a little weird. She didn't do it, but mm-hmm. that's, I, I don't like that. People are talking about his wife. As far as I know, she has no connection to this other than being married to a guy who got a DUI. And that <laughs> describes quite a few people. Uh, so I wouldn't, I don't know why that, you know, Twitter is tweeting about her specifically, but yeah, that's all I have to say about that. All right. All right. So hitting on the other tag team match, he did have AJ and almost uh, defeat the Viking Raiders, which again, what a crazy ass nickname, the Viking Raiders. Well, they were the Viking experience at one point. Oh, too lazy. So let's just combine two NFL franchises, I guess. <laughs> but well, they were the War Raiders when they started. Huh. But uh, war was too violent. So now <laughs> no, seriously, that wasn't a joke. The oh, network man. apparently the network said war. They can't say war. <laughs> Same thing with the Bullet Club. Yeah, that's why they're just called the club because yeah, Bullet. Yeah, yeah, you can't have that in this climate now. But you know, um, well, not about this climate. You know, we won't pass any gun control, but you definitely can't say the word bullet on television. That's what's exactly. causing the problem. That's what it's I for mean. sure. The mention <laughs> of the word bullet that's creating all of our issues. Oh. Good catch, NBC. Nice. <laughs> Anyways, so AJ is still rock and rolling with this. Uh, mm. Did you like what this has been doing for him? No, uh, I don't know. I've heard that he does it. But uh, again, who who am I? Know I'm just going off people from Twitter. Yeah. But hey, this is. Do you think he's at least making the uh, this time worthwhile in some way or another? Or um, yeah, when are we gonna see the breakup, if anything? <laughs> are you entertained by this? Like you know, a lot yeah, of different like ways almost. to go by it. He's big. It's kind of nice. He looks different than everybody else. Um, I don't know how they're gonna do a breakup. Because AJ doesn't look good right now. He looks fine. I mean, he looks like AJ Styles, but he doesn't look like he's nothing special right now. He's just almost his, you know, boss. Yeah. So, I mean, AJ will be the heel, almost be the face, I guess, which doesn't make a lot of sense. Almost is 17 times bigger than AJ. So not a lot of, you know, underdog story to be told about almost overcoming his evil boss. No, mm-hmm. he could literally step on AJ by accident. Um, so I don't know how that's going to work out. I hope they get separated in the draft somehow, maybe lose to RK bro in the summer and then draft almost to SmackDown or whatever. <laughs> give, give him a shot at like, you know, maybe give him a real tag team partner and not that AJ's not a real tag team partner. He is, but I mean, if they think AJ Styles needs to be a full-time tag teamer for the rest of his life, AJ just needs to go ahead and quit. Yeah, right. He's got confidence. <laughs> Every other company cool. on the planet will give him a main event title. Every other company. Right. So if he can't get that in WWE, he has to at least be in the main event like matches. Um, right. he, he's earned that much. He's quite literally the best wrestler on the planet. So I would say that they need to separate them. I don't think they should have it be a match. I think they should get separated in the draft. AJ goes back to being, you know, smarmy AJ Styles. Almost can be just a big guy. Again, maybe he forms another tag team. Maybe you get him in um Damian Abacado, but uh that's not what they're calling him now. 
Yeah, the guy who's with Apollo. Exactly. The yeah, guy. they're about the same size, right? Yeah. Let them be a tag team. That'd be. I don't know if it'd be fun, but it'd be something. Um, <laughs> or you know, have him maybe have him be a good guy and have him beat Apollo. That could be something. Make him intercontinental champion. I mean, that's a lot for somebody who you know only really wrestles the end of a match. But I, I don't know. I don't know. What you do. I mean, you got to eventually. He has to do something that's not hype up AJ. But um, hopefully that's sooner rather than not soon. I mean, October, the fall. I, I by you know by WrestleMania season, AJ needs to be by himself. I think. And we will trust that he will. Okay. And the last match to focus on before since the final thoughts is Big E, who which you are on the record saying Big E should win you and you expect him to win Money in the Bank, and he did defeating Drew McIntyre. Why did, why did I say that? Uh, I'm like positive you said that in one of our podcasts, whether it oh, was the WrestleMania okay. one that you said. I think Big E will win it. I'm like. 95 I, mean, I thought he was sure. going to win it too, by the way. But uh. yes, but even prior, you did call it. And uh, again, we'll have to look back in the archives for that. But I'm more than positive that you said that. But yeah, he beats Drew McIntyre, John Morrison, Kevin Owens, King Nakamura, Ricochet, Riddle, and Seth Rollins. And wow, how about that? He finally is getting it. And now we got to basically see where this is going to go. You know, one thing that people have said that naturally money in the bank winners, you know, when it goes to the heel, you know, possibilities are endless. And like it's been known throughout history that it's better suited for the heel, but maybe this could be a different situation. Maybe, I don't know. This is, you know, but with the exception of Rob Van Dam winning it and calling it right away, do we see Big E doing the cheap win? Do you think that you mentioned it before? Is he just going to challenge Lashley right away for the SummerSlam? What do you think of this? Um, what do you think of this match coming? Oh, sorry, this match outcome. And as you mentioned, as you just said, you disagree with the fact that it's better suited for a heel. Do you think that um, Big E can break that stereotype? But all in all, with all those various thoughts, where do you see this? going well i have to start by saying i missed all of the entrances and several portions (laughs) of this match because of peacock but so did everybody yes um so way to go screwing that up peacock um wwe should have never sold their network anyway moving on (laughs) from that um i would say that i i think everyone gets caught up on the edge cash in Mm -hmm. which was i mean shocking but it was mostly shocking because it was impossible to have happened before then. Yeah. Edge was the first one. Um, so yes. And so I got, and then, I mean, Seth Rollins in particular had a really big moment. Um, when he, you know, the heist of the century and that's, you know, another really big heel one, but RVD is another, uh, money in the bank cash in that really does stand out. Mm-hmm. And Dolph Ziggler basically like cemented a face turn. When he cashed in on Alberto Dorio. Mm-hmm. Like, people loved that. With Biggie so, was there. Yeah, he was there. Um, so people love that. Like, mm-hmm. the idea that, oh, it's really only for heels. No. If the story is good, it's good. Like, if you have someone who cheated, 
I mean, could you imagine if Bobby like cheated to beat Woods or Kofi in a title match? And then, you know, after just barely escaping with his championship, Big E comes out. Yeah. Like, no, nah, you don't get to do my boy like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that there's nothing heel about that. Yes, he came out after a match, right? Mm-hmm. But Bobby was, you know, if Bobby did something wrong, everyone's going to cheer like crazy because they're going to be like, oh, my God, Biggie's going to avenge the New Day. That's just an example. It doesn't have to be Bobby either, but that's there. He's feuding with the New Day right now. So that's why I'm using him, him as an example. Um, and not just Bobby. Again, they've kind of booked themselves into a corner on Raw. So, you know, Drew McIntyre is one of the only legitimate championship contenders on Raw. Nobody wants to see that. Big E's on SmackDown, but you know, if Drew McIntyre looks like he's about to close in on another victory and they cash in on him, maybe even mid-match, yeah, technically that's not the noble thing to do. Hmm. But uh people will cheer like crazy because they don't want to see Drew be champion right now. And then that could be a Drew heel turn. They could send Drew to SmackDown. There's all kinds of things you do with, with something like that, with that kind of story. So I don't I don't think it's set up i mean it's not set up for like i'm cashing in uh remember when uh what was it i think mr kennedy did that when he won at wrestlemania and said i'm cashing in at next wrestlemania then he got fired somewhere in between there but yeah um, lost his big push and then edge got it or was it edge or anywhere i'm pretty sure it was edge yeah either way so i mean i wouldn't do that that would be weird if he's like, yep, next year at Money in the Bank, I'm going to main event. Like, <laughs> don't do that. That would be silly. But um, I would say, you know, if they want, he could certainly call his shot. I think it's a little t- it's a little tired to do it at WrestleMania, but not necessarily. I mean, you could treat it as almost like another title at that point, defending on both shows even. Uh, have him say, yeah, I'm going to be in the main event of WrestleMania because I got this briefcase. Cash, He cashes it in. He says, I'm cashing in. I'm going to be, you know, the main event's a triple threat because I'm going to be in it. Um, and then you could even do that and have the Royal Rumble winner, the Money in the Bank winner, and the world champion of one of the two shows all in the same match. You could, I mean, Big E is again, very charismatic. Have The Miz try and steal it again, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, have... Uh, some other bad guy tried to steal it again. Um, you know, there's other things. There's things you can do with a baby face, Mr. Money in the Bank. If you, as long as you don't do the same tired old, you know, hit him in the back with a briefcase, hand it to the ref. The ref says, are you sure? And they're like, yes. And they need to stop doing, they need to stop doing the thing where like they do a almost cash in. But then something goes wrong and they quickly take it away. Like, no, no, Brian. Like, they did it a couple times. Yeah. I mean, I think The Miz did it twice. Um, and his Latin, the last one. Like, don't, <laughs> we got to stop doing that. Have them come. Just it, if you plan on having them cash in in three weeks, don't fake the cash in two weeks prior. It's silly. It, either have them cash in or don't. Like, the idea that you could be like, I was kidding. And I have the briefcase in my hand, so you can't say I wasn't. You know what I mean? I don't like it. They just need to have them cash in when it's time. The cash in should be a surprise. You know, it shouldn't be telegraphed over and over and over again. So the cash in is a surprise, and it either works or it doesn't. Uh, but I think that Biggie, again, as long as he doesn't, you know, 
use it to like attack somebody from behind mid match or whatever and do the the stereotypical thing. I think he can still be a face and it'll be just as effective. Um, or they turn him out. Maybe he beats Kofi. I mean, why not? Yeah. Why not switch it up? Maybe if you had the big new day triple threat, if they ever did that for case I mean, or maybe I like that, or all is it three too, members. I like all three members dark. of the new day. No, I like all three members of the new day, but I don't think that they're, well, that's true. They're bigger than the shield, frankly, in terms of as an act, like, but they're not individually bigger than the individuals in the shields. Like the shield triple threat was awesome. It should have been a mania match. Uh, the new day triple threat could be really great on a pay-per-view, but I don't know if that's a WrestleMania main event, like the three of them. Uh, I think each of them individually could find their path to the main event of WrestleMania, but they would need to be almost like the underdog. Like it'd almost be the Kofi mania story. Mm-hmm. Like that's the story that works best with, I would say all three of them right now. Now, Big E, after he wins the title once or twice, different story. But for now, since he's never won the world title, he's still kind of working on that, you know, underdog. Does he have what it takes to be champ? No, never done it before story. Woods again would have to be the same thing. Uh, Woods has not had a lot of accomplishments that are not tag team related. Um, and then Kofi again, because of the way he lost to Lesnar, same thing. Everyone's always like, he lost in, you know, lost in two minutes. Is he ready for it? Can he really be champ again? So they all have kind of a similar story, which is why the three of them fighting at WrestleMania would be very weird to me. You could do it somewhere else, you know, do it at like, I don't know, another one, no mercy or backlash or something like that. Slightly smaller one, but uh, I don't see it as a main event of WrestleMania, main event of a show, but not WrestleMania, not right now again. Few years down the line, if Woods has a world title and Eve's won it a couple of times, absolutely. But just the stories are too similar now, where it'd be like everyone's an underdog, but also someone's the champ, and it's WrestleMania. It'd be a very confusing kind of like who, who's the bad guy? Who who are we cheering for? Like what's going on? It'd be very confusing, I think. I guess we'll see what how this will all unfold. So just some final thoughts. Obviously, our big show coming to an end here. And then our next one we'll focus on is under Undertaker. Why I think of that SummerSlam. Our big show coming soon will be SummerSlam at the end of August. Obviously, we kicked off the SummerSlam season off right as we hit in these dog days of summer. We're also going to have some great wrestling to look forward to. Obviously, we're going to have Cena. And Reigns, any chance you think any stipulations, a, you know, no countouts, no DQs or anything like that? I or wouldn't. there's a hardcore one-on-one. Well, not even hardcore, one-on-one. Cool, okay. The other ones we have, we're obviously getting Seth and Edge. Now, do we expect that to have some carnage yes, to they, it? Yes, they should beat the absolute piss out of each other. Probably. Yo, I <laughs> I almost felt bad for Seth. It seems that Edge was legitimately mad that Adam Copeland was really mad at <laughs> what his name. I think Seth Rollins' name is Colby Sanchez or Lopez. Lopez, Colby Lopez. I think that he was legitimately angry. I guess the show is Edge is a great actor, even though he's in now the worst movie of the last 20 years. He was in Vikings too, okay? He was in <laughs> Vikings, and that was a fine show. So we got to just give him 
give him some slack. People make bad movies, okay? We really have to watch that movie. Bad I would movie. also the, the um what's it about the airplane? The, the I know. casino you airplane. Me. You told me. Yeah. Yeah, we have to watch that. It's literally watch it. it's so it bad. Oh my god. Jeez, what's oh, it's killing me. The the casino airplane movie. Um Money Plane. <laughs> it's called That's Money Plane. It's even a bad name. He was anyways, a Vikings though. Like, well, he does look like a legitimate Viking. So, anyways, you expect that to be maybe hell in a cell, maybe last uh, they don't standing. usually do those anymore outside of you know the hell in a cell match. pay-per-view. Yeah, the pay-per-view. But I would if they I mean if they're willing, yeah, or you know, honestly, those aren't even that dangerous anymore. It should be like, you know. False count anywhere, like no, I don't even know. I quit match. I don't know. Should be something crazy. Yeah, I mean he had a real I mean, stiff now they're kick both to the head surg- yesterday. They're both surgically repaired. Yeah. So we gotta keep that in mind. But if they're both up to it, yeah, I don't see why they can't just throw each other off of everything. Yeah, I mean that was a stiff kick to the back of the head. That looks like who knows? Why would you well, and Seth, I'm assuming Seth wins, but I don't know that actually. They could want to give Edge a win because they haven't given him very many since he was yeah, done. right. Um, but he also doesn't need them. He's Edge. But uh, assuming it is Seth Rollins who wins, I mean, if he gets a little kooky um, and starts beating people with tools and whatnot, that could be an interesting take on his character. You know, almost like the hardcore Messiah. Ooh, all right. So. We got those matches coming up. So those are the pretty much the guarantees. But, yeah. you know, what possibility are endless coming in? Uh, just some final thoughts. Where do you see the aftermath of tonight's um, or la- Sunday night's match matches? Where do you think this is going for SummerSlam besides what we haven't mentioned already? Hmm. Well, I mean... Uh, it's hard to sort what I would like to see and what I think they should do versus what they will actually do. But I'll say what they will actually do. They are going to have Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley. Now I've already said how they should do that match, but even if they don't do the match that way, that match I believe is pretty much guaranteed at this point. Um, I don't know what that means for any of the members of the new day. Um, like I said, you can almost get away with not having Big E on the show if the other members were somewhere, especially in the main event, because then he could just be like the wild card. But I don't know what what they would do other than a multi-tag, a multi-man tag match. Maybe that's a way to get the titles off of AJ and Omos without uh, pinning AJ and Omos. Uh, you know, have them pin Woods or something. Um, I think it. I think that. RK bro, granted, I don't know where Randy Orton is. He's still missing as far as I know. Um, <laughs> but assuming that they didn't drop that story, and I don't think they did because Matt Riddle hit like 700 RKOs in the Money in the Bank ladder match last night. Um, <laughs> it might be cool if they won the title at SummerSlam. I think people would really cheer for that. Um, yeah. Again, if you don't want them to win one-on-one, then maybe you throw the New Day in there. You know, make it a triple threat ladder or something um, and do that. Uh, for the women... I think Sasha, Charlotte, Becky, and uh, Bianca. I think that's it. Those are the four. Some combination of them. Um, Personally, again, I would have Becky come to SmackDown. I'd have Sasha return on Raw. And they could just do something simple like, oh, we traded her for something. Uh, First round draft pick. 
sure why not um because none there's no real rules they can make it up as they go along but anyway that would be i would say sasha versus charlotte hasn't happened in a long time because they've been on different shows that would be a great main event match and they should do it and then that means becky gets a brand new match bianca gets a brand new match because that's part of this is even though becky and charlotte always deliver who's bianca gonna fight bailey's gone sasha is who she won the title from so i say that's the the Be- Becky's the match there. Sasha's the match on Raw, and I think those two would be great. I don't know what they're gonna do. It'll probably be Nikki Ash wins all the gold or something. But um, I don't know. I honestly don't know what they're gonna do with the women, uh, the women's division. But they have a plenty of talent, and hopefully they give both of them good matchups, meaning Charlotte and Bianca. Yeah, and that's that's all I can predict. Honestly, I don't know what else is gonna happen. Like. I don't know who else they're bringing back. Probably not anybody, but uh, I don't know. I mean, the mid card could be anything. <laughs> and this could be a good thing, you know, not expecting things to go. Sometimes it works out like, you know. Oh, Finn will or, do something. Yeah. The big thing, Finn Balor comes back to yeah, consider two. Maybe Adam Cole finally gets called up or no. Is he just the one? You're just going to stay here in NXT. Know. He might you'll be. just be the face of this. Um, I, don't want, I don't want that. I would love to see Adam Cole be, you know, on the main roster, but he might, he might be the one that sticks around. I don't know. Hey, that's the good thing about un about possibilities being endless. Sometimes it works out whether in wrestling and you get cool WrestleManias like the last two we've had. Sometimes unpredictability does work out like the NBA now and you get the Bucks and the Suns with low market teams. Oh, that's turning out to actually be a pretty good series. Yeah, people are really liking that right now. Yeah, but all in all, we can see where this lies and um, we'll just have to enjoy the ride. Like I said, summer's already halfway done. I mean, there's only two more. I mean, this is a week and a half left of july and then it's already august and well before you know it the leaves are changing so let's take it in let's enjoy it and uh, any other final thoughts regarding this match or anything nope or i should say this event do. um cool well all right we'll see ryan again in the i think next week is your next scheduled um tweet cap at some uh, point yeah yeah but all in all we'll get you back here we'll see you very shortly before we know it and uh thanks again ryan for another great show and like i said we'll see you soon with the tweet cap and we'll see you next month for sure with SummerSlam and see if our predictions were correct and then we could be celebrated and get hired and be doing this for a living before we know it. maybe we'll see <laughs> definitely going for it but all right ryan thanks for another great appearance episode 90 in the books and so 90. Uh, let's keep it going thanks again ryan and again Go on Peacock Network and see what we have been talking about if you haven't already. Well, and don't go on like- Peacock. <laughs> Steal it from the internet somewhere. <laughs> His words, not mine. All right. Thank you, everyone. I'll talk to you later, Ryan. All right. Bye. Yeah, did it once again, Ryan. Thank you so much for talking about wrestling with me. Thank you for talking about this specific event. That was something to remember. And just thank you, the greatest fans and listeners in the world for tuning in and i hope you enjoyed it dearly and yeah 
90 shows. And we have some great content and more amazing episodes on the way for you as we get closer to 100. And you know we're getting only even better from there after that. So for the 91st episode, which is on Thursday, we have the incredible Justin Riley on the show to talk about wholesome things with me about life, treating people kindly, being a good friend, and we have a lot of laughs and great stories along the way. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And don't forget to check us out in the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast. We're on Twitter at ProdcomoPod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. And yep, back here on Thursday with Justin Riley. Thank you once again, Ryan Page, for an incredible appearance to talk money in the bank. Thank you, the greatest listeners and fans in the world for making this possible. I love you all dearly, and I hope we follow this with an amazing Tuesday, an even better Wednesday, and when we're back here on Thursday, I hope you even rise up even more after that. Until then, make big moves, make people proud, and be yourself. My name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast, and I'll see you on Thursday, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your day. All right, love you all. Peace.